are listening to We Love Where You Live, the podcast series brought to you by the Michigan Municipal League. Here's your host, Matt Bach. Well, welcome to another edition of We Love Where You Live, the podcast. I am Matt Bach, Assistant Director of Strategic Communications for the Michigan Municipal League. And today I'm extremely honored uh, to be joined by uh, the league's recent recipient of our Honorary Lifetime Membership Award, um, former Utica Mayor Jacqueline Noonan. So Jackie, I call you Jackie, I hope that's okay. Welcome and congratulations on your award. Thank you so much and absolutely, I've known you for a long time now. <laughs> I have a feeling Jackie is just right. All right. And I've also asked to, to join the mayor and I, Mark Vanderpool. Mark is the Sterling Heights uh, city manager, and uh, which is an adjacent community not too far from Utica, where uh, Mayor Noonan hails. Uh, Mark, thank you and uh, welcome to the show uh, with uh, Mayor Noonan today. Thank you so much, Matt. And I'm really honored to be here today. And it's so nice to see both you and Mayor Noonan. So Likewise. <laughs> So, uh, uh, Mayor Noonan, uh, the Honorary Life Membership Award is the highest, uh, most prestigious honor that the Michigan Municipal League bestows on an individual. And you were this year's recipient of that honor. Uh, your, your involvement with the league goes way back. You were heavily involved in our newly elected officials academy, the Michigan Association of Mayors, and of course, a former board member and president of the Michigan Municipal League board. So, what did you think when you first heard that you were getting this honor? I, I happened to have been down south with my husband at our condo on the Gulf, and I walked out on the balcony and said, Jerry, you won't believe this. This is the most wonderful thing in the world that ever happened other than my great husband and family. It was such an honor. I couldn't believe it. Well, thank you so much. I'm very deserving. You've always been a very uh, humble leader. Um, I, I, I kind of, I mean, you you know, your stature, you're, you're a relatively short person and your demeanor is very calm and you're very well thought out, but uh, you're always well-spoken and, and uh, you know, you're a force. You know, I don't want people to think that just because you're a small person, <laughs> you're a very forceful person. You've done incredible work at the city of uh, Utica over the years. Um, so let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, I think uh, you're, of course, the longest serving mayor in Utica's history. Your, your involvement with city council, I think, goes back to like 1981 when you first got on council and then you became mayor. Tell us a little bit about the journey that you uh, experienced uh, over the, the time in, in Utica. Well, back when we were married in 1964, my husband was already on the part-time, part-paid fire department and he worked in Utica. I taught in Bloomfield Hills. But from day one, we were definitely involved in local activities, local, not only our church, but the city. And as time went on, uh, definitely after our babies were born and I took time off 19 years from teaching, I delved into Friends of the Library and all kinds of activities with our children, the summer uh, clean up, the summer reading program. And because my husband was the assistant fire chief, I attended a lot of council meetings in between babies and putting little people to bed. We had five kids, but I really <laughs> found late in the seventies that I was upset that I didn't like the direction things were going. So in 1981, I ran for city council and was very blessed to be uh, walking door to door and finally get elected for a four year term. And I realized after that, that I really felt the uh, overall leadership needed uh, 
to be changed. And I had a lot of ideas that I wanted to put into place. So uh, after one loss, I ran again and in 87 was elected mayor. And that became uh, the beginning of a very involved 29 year stint as mayor of the city of Utica. Um, and you didn't I, really plan. Are <laughs> you? You didn't really think you were going to be mayor that long, did you? I mean, you didn't go into oh, it thinking that. God, no, I thought maybe <laughs> 10 years, maybe five years. I was lucky to be reelected because they're every two years. So literally, I had another 14 elections to go through. Oh, wow. And, and Mark, uh, what was some of your involvement with Mayor Noonan over the years? And I, I'm sure you've probably saw, you know, the, the changes in Utica under her leadership, uh, uh, the number of different initiatives she put, she put forward. Well, there, there's so many accomplishments and so many initiatives are far too many to list. And I, I just have really fond memories of collaborating with Mayor Noonan. You know what, Mayor Noonan's very humble. Uh, what she didn't mention is she not only was mayor, but she was chief ambassador, chief innovator, uh, city manager. I mean, she, she was everything rolled into one and, and had uh, an energy level that I don't think anyone could match. I certainly couldn't match it. And, and um, I, I just really enjoyed her sage advice over the years. I've been here over 16 years now, and a good portion of those were uh, partnering with Mayor Noonan on projects and, and serving on the MML board with her and, and, and tackling really difficult issues. You know, the elimination of the personal property tax is a crusade that Mayor Noonan was involved in very much and working hard to get replacement revenue for cities like Utica and Sterling Heights. And, and she always felt that um, collaboration, uh, working together uh, rather than uh, acting as, you know, we, we lived on our own islands uh, was far more important. And, and that's a, a message that resonated with me. And, um, you know, I've, I've always tried to approach my job with that mindset in mind, you know, but what I really admire most too is Mayor Noonan's ability to command attention from, from just about anyone. Uh, she could connect with anyone. It, it didn't matter if it was, you know, the governor or uh, the director of MDOT, you know, when, when we had a difficult issue to tackle, I, I would call Mayor Noonan because I knew that we could get in front of, uh, at the time it was Kirk Steidel. And, and, <laughs> right. and I was happy to be Mayor Noonan's driver. And, you know, we, we drove to <laughs> Lansing and uh, we got a face-to-face -face meeting with uh, Kirk Steidel. Not only did we get a face-to-face -face meeting, uh, but we walked away with a $70,000 grant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, so, you know, that, that's just a small sampling of some of the great work that Mayor Noonan could do. And, and I was really honored and privileged uh, to, to say that I, I, I not only knew Mayor Noonan very well, but worked with her very closely on many projects. What do you think of all that, Mary? That's pre pretty high praise from uh, Mark. <laughs> well, I, I know we're a mutual admiration society because I've been uh, bragging about Sterling Heights for about 40 years now. <laughs> and definitely uh, when Mark was thinking of going back to Illinois, I would say, oh, oh, don't do this. We need you here in Michigan. And 
Please, Sterling Heights, recognize what a gem you have. Uh, early on in my um, time in 89, I realized that uh, if you're going to get anything done, you have to partner with other levels that um, the county, the community around you, Sterling Heights, Shelby Township, between SEMCOG and uh, getting to know the state and federal officials, uh, going when, whenever somebody like Sander Levin or uh, Carl Levin or Debbie Sabinow had a meeting nearby, I felt it imperative to attend. And I convinced when I returned to full-time teaching, my administrators that everything I did in the city of Utica would long-term benefit the school system. So I had people at the top of my, in my other job, willing to give me time off to scoot to a SEMCOG meeting or to make it uh, to a meeting with uh, either of the Levins or uh, the Senator, uh, even with Governor Engler, although we all always did, most of the time didn't see eye to eye, but at least it was something that um, those partnerships and, and collaborations uh, meant a lot, especially when Utica was threatened with um, detachment by the neighboring township because of a state, uh, a state of Michigan Supreme Court decision that was published. And without the help of First Sterling Heights and those around us and MML, because Plunkett and Cooney, I turned to and asked for a pro bono help uh, in the person of Dennis Cowan, who now is extremely important at, at Plunkett and Cooney. But those helps and those relationships uh, were one way that I felt I could learn and give back to my community and the broader region. So working with uh, uh, the head of MDOT, as uh, Mark was mentioning, I felt that all of M59, it's Oakland, Macomb County, the two of the you know three largest counties in the state, that somebody had to speak up and say, we have to get these things done. And um, I guess I, I kind of operate on the philosophy, uh, if nothing ventured, nothing gained, because uh, I was doing a lot of venturing in those days. Yeah, I, I think I think that's amazing. Your, your, your stories is truly inspiring. And I, I think the fact that you were able to like you said, look outside your own borders and realize that together, you know, with Sterling Heights and the other communities along the corridor, like you mentioned, they have a lot bigger voice than just like one community. I think Utica's population is about 4,800. I mean, you're a fairly small community. Are you in, uh, you're in Macomb County, is that right? Yeah, and our southern border is Sterling Heights. Our other side, we're kind of surrounded by Shelby Township and Sterling Heights. Yeah. And, and Mark's a, a really good point. He said, you, you know, again, uh, you know, you, you kind of demand attention, just the, your presence and the way you carry yourself. And I remember when I did the magazine article about you being named our board president, you mentioned one of your idols was Napoleon, who was also kind of a, a smaller person that had a very strong presence and he didn't do all great things, but uh, you still idolize him. Uh, I guess that also pulls on your background as a French teacher. You're very much into French and French history. Is that correct? Yes. Well, one of the things about Napoleon that everyday people might not know is that he redid while riding on horseback in the front of his army conquering Europe, he wrote a new uh, civil code for the entire country that's still in place today. He also made the school system in France all public education so that everybody got educated. He changed the way people think about things 
And actually a minor thing, uh, no offense to the Brits, but the rest <laughs> of the world drives on the right side of the road because Napoleon said so. And really? Drive on the left side because they despise the little leader. So, oh, <laughs> the short bit, um, I, I admire that in spite of uh, his other shenanigans, you know, I went <laughs> for Sterling Heights and Shelby, I just wanted their help. Uh, <laughs> right, admired the part about education and government, and very impressed when I talked to local officials on my trips to France that the Napoleonic Code is still there. Wow, that's amazing. And, and it's interesting, Mark said, you know, you, you juggled so many things. You were, like I said, you were a French teacher and a uh, school teacher for a long time while well, you also wore the hat of mayor and, and your husband was very involved with the fire department. Um, you're, you're, a lot of your children have gone on to public service as well. So you kind of in, inspired. Talk a little bit about your, your family history with, with all of this government involvement. Well, I have to chuckle because my my um, recently uh, in a city council meeting after I retired, there was some movement to take my name off a local park along the river. And <laughs> my uh, daughter had written a statement from our, our oldest daughter to read. And much of what she said was from birth on, they were involved in everything we did, whether it was summer festivals, cleanups in the park walking door to door, passing out literature, not just for campaigns, but literature about feed the hungry and help the needy and do things for your church and do things for your neighbor. So uh, our three daughters became teachers. Our two sons became firefighters. And I always said our acorns just didn't fall far from the tree. And our, our oldest son died suddenly a number of years ago. But our second son is currently the um, uh, head of uh, Station 6 in Warren, Michigan. He's the lieutenant. Oh, wow. And our other son had been a captain on the Ann Arbor Fire Department. My oldest son-in-law is the fire chief in Madison Heights. And the other two sons-in-law are on the Utica Department. So at my husband's funeral eulogy, again, my written by two daughters and, and given by the third, they mentioned how Life in our house definitely was uh, teaching and a lot of firefighting. You just didn't <laughs> hang around, Terry. I, I often said, I don't know how I didn't become a firefighter except <laughs> over the last 50 years. Girls just, it was a long time before we got gals <laughs> in the fire service. Right. But uh, And I find it interesting that both your daughters, it sounds like married firefighters as well, because obviously get fluids from uh, their dad. <laughs> yep. The boys went with my daughters for nine years each, and they all became firefighters, first on the Utica department. And then, as I mentioned, my oldest son-in-law, uh, Atlanta, Georgia, and then Madison Heights, where he's chief. But yes, everybody is a firefighter. You just, we, we have uh, two nephews who are in Canada as well. So right. the firefighting bug is uh, contagious, I guess. Right. Well, that's amazing. And well, we appreciate their service and of course your service as well. Uh, now, I know you and Mark both served on the MMO board at the same time. I think was she, was she was president, Mark, when you were on there, I believe. Absolutely. And the mayor ran a great meeting. Uh, we, we, we got through uh, all the business in an orderly way. There was no upheaval and uh, <laughs> everything went, uh, you know, very, very smooth. But, um, you know, it, it takes good people uh, to be involved and, and to advance good groups like the MML too. So, you know, you've had uh, 
really good leadership at, at the MML level. Uh, and certainly uh, uh, Dan Gilmartin and his entire team's doing a fantastic job. And over the years, really fantastic upper echelon presidents and certainly Mayor Noonan is in that class for sure. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> and and I, I just wanna say too, you know, I, I think the, the proof is in the pudding. You know, when, when you drive through Utica, uh, there's uh, Mayor Noonan all over. You know, she worked really hard uh, to get the downtown to where it is today. I mean, it's a beautiful downtown. It's, I, we're envious, envious of uh, Utica's downtown, but we don't have a traditional downtown in Sterling Heights. Um, so, you know, we, we, we try to do anything we possibly can to build off this synergy of Utica's downtown. And, and make sure that anything we're doing on North Van Dyke is tied into the vision uh, that was established by Mayor Noonan, you know, many years ago. And it's a very vibrant downtown. And now with the baseball field, which I know Mayor Noonan was very involved in, in the early stages, especially, you know, it, it it's continues to flourish, maybe a little city, but it's a beacon in, in uh, Macomb County, uh, thanks to Mayor Noonan and her team there. Yeah. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, I was there when I met with you, Mayor Noon. I think that was the first time I'd actually been in downtown when, when you and I met for the article. We walked downtown. You pointed out all the flowering baskets that were downtown. And those you said there were when you started, there was no flowers. There was no like real life like that. So that was something you encouraged. What was what were some of the other things you saw in Utica that you were hoping to change? I know uh, you know, several parks were opened under your leadership. I believe a trail. Uh, uh, Mark already mentioned the ballpark. Talk a little bit about some of the, your accomplishments that you're, you're most uh, proud of. Well, overall, we repaved every street in the city, but one half street, we, uh, which later got done with Sterling Heights, and that was Canal because they're on one side and we're on the other. Uh, we definitely worked hard at upgrading the parks we had. Uh, while I was mayor, we had a chance to get a 25-acre park that was being uh, abandoned by the state of Michigan DNR if the communities wanted them for a dollar. And uh, I showed up and said, here's my dollar. I want the park. So we had 25 acres in Shelby Township, got 1,400. So, you know, that's okay. They're a big township and we're a little city. We also... <laughs> Worked really hard to get grant money, um, well over $20 million over the 29 years in grant money. But uh, this DDA and uh, senior housing and working uh, to improve the uh, streetscape, the streetscape pretty much is the same that we established in the 90s. Banners and flowers and uh, beautiful decorations. Let people know. Uh, we also did wayfinding signage which ventured into Sterling Heights because things like the Chamber of Commerce and so on, as well as the school system appreciated, I think, those uh, uh, initiatives. The bottom line is though that back in 89 and 90, I literally had a list. One of the our young uh, family members that went on to be official in Rochester Hills said he remembers, it sounded like I had a list in mind and, and Pat McKay was right, I did. I had a list of things that I wanted done. And my method was identify, research, look at what's available, figure out how to pay for it and get it done. And so that's what we did for the first 10 or 15 years was a lot of that particular activity. And one of them was to computerize every department in the city. 
we had one main computer in 89 when I took over. By wow. the time I left, uh, they'd worn out all the computers that we had put in and they had to go on and get, and you know, better phone uh, system. Definitely, we, we had a, a civil service code that was 1952. Oops, this was 1989. <laughs> wow. So, we wrote a personnel manual. We studied the federal and state laws about labor and negotiating. And uh, we worked with our unions. We, gosh, I must have negotiated a total of 10 or 15 labor contracts. And I have to admire uh, Mark. He, we both lived through the recession of 08. And it wasn't easy. Hmm. But working with our, our employee groups and the, the residents and in our case, literally cutting our personnel to a skeleton crew, we, we got it done. And yeah, when I look back, uh, I think overall, uh, creating uh, a downtown that was attractive, uh, my bottom line was economic and quality of life. So make it an attractive place to do business, to live, work, and play. And boy, when the term placemaking came up in MML, I, I bit that off like um, Adam with the apple because it was great. I, I really felt this is what it's all about. Make it an attractive place to want to live, work, and play. So our agendas, when I took over as uh, president in uh, 2013, were, were identical. That was exactly the direction I'd been in already for 24 years. So um, right now, I, I just applaud what MML is doing. And I look back and say, um, I, I feel good about all we accomplished, both for our employees, our residents, and our work uh, with MACRO, the, the uh, joint group here in Macomb County, and working in SEMCOG. Uh, I finally had to give up being a member of the executive committee because my high school started saying, you're gone too much. So <laughs> I, I understand my full-time job mattered. But yeah. in the long run, um, the list is long, but 29 years is a long time. Oh, and yeah. uh, I, I have to stay busy. It's just my way. And there's always more to do. There's always more service, more things, and times change. So you have to keep moving. Yeah. For sure. What's uh, so I know we did allude to, you know, you recently lost your, your husband of, of many years, I think over 50 years, I think it was or close to it. 56 years. 56 years we've been married. Yeah. And uh, that's amazing. And, and we met, we both met, I'm sure uh, Marcus met Jerry. I met him a few times. He was a wonderful man. So my hearts and, and prayers awfully go, go out to you for that. Oh, what's, uh, you know, I know you spent, you know, he had been ill for a, a period of time. You spent a lot of the last few years caring for him. What's, what's kind of next for you? What do you hope to do now? Well, you're right. My last four years from the time that he almost died in 2016 and was on life support for four months, his doctors just called him a miracle and couldn't figure out how he made it through. But God gave us almost five more years. Uh, I'm adjusting to life alone. That's, that's my job right now. And my four wonderful remaining kids and my grandchildren are the focus. The pandemic is completely ruining everything. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> A lot of wonderful people. My husband did not have COVID, but way too many persons I know have had it. And it's such a danger. So right now I'm just tuning in and trying to stay healthy so my kids don't have to experience another loss. 
And uh, I, I literally said to myself, I, I talk to myself a lot. I'm kind of weird <laughs> that way. I uh, walk around saying, okay, Jackie, what are you going to do when you grow up? Oh, you're not going to grow up. You're only 4'11". You're going to stay that way. So <laughs> I, I think um, be, being able to put things in perspective, I'll, I'll get a little more active in my church. I want to return to our condo on the Gulf of Mexico. It got hit by Hurricane Sally hit on. Oh, wow. Uh, Gulf Shores, Alabama. But overall, I think right now I'm going to take it easy and I might resume needlepoint and a couple of quiet activities. I read voraciously and I watch TV crazily. So uh, <laughs> that's that's two things I can do that don't take time from my husband now that he's no longer with me. Right. So right now I'm just going to try to be Jackie and be around. That's great. Any other uh, memories that you wanted to share, Mark? Any other things you wanted to add? Well, uh, again, uh, one other project I wanted to highlight too, that when we, when we talk about quality of life, because we're in this profession to really improve the quality of life for our residents. And I wanted to also thank and recognize uh, Mayor Noonan's work on, on the Clinton River. You know, for many, many years, we worked hard to clean up the Clinton River and we're able to work hard to secure a, um, um, about a $5 million grant that helped clean up this section in, in Utica and Sterling Heights. And, and it's now the nicest section along the Clinton River. And you can go from Yates Cider Mill uh, on down to Rotary Park in Sterling Heights. And what Mayor Noonan did at Heritage Park in installing the, um, the handicap accessible uh, landing and launch is really awesome. And, and, we have since done something similar to a number of locations in Sterling Heights. That has become just a, an incredible success story. In the summertime, there are hundreds of people out on the Clinton River in Utica and Sterling Heights. And it's because of the foresight of uh, Mayor Noonan and others. And I'm grateful for that. You know, the, not only is the city of Utica uh, enriched because of Mayor Noonan's service, but Sterling Heights is Macomb County and the state of Michigan. And, and it just shows you the impact that one individual can have on our lives. So I'm, I'm very grateful. Wow. <laughs> Thank you so much. I, I really had not mentioned the Clinton, but back when we applied for the uh, Community Excellence Award, that was one of the things that I wanted to mention and highlight was that we are right on the Clinton and that's our biggest resource by far. So from day one, it was one of our focal points. We worked long and hard and uh, turning to Sterling Heights and knowing that they had the uh, population and the power and the foresight to uh, talk and shared the same engineering firm. That was all part and parcel of how we were able to work out getting that grant. And uh, at, at different times, grants for our residents, we were inundated in 2004 with the river flooding the first time in, in 90 years as badly as it did. And uh, when I was on the phone with someone in Washington and then with the EPA in Chicago, <laughs> guy says, where's Utica? We've never heard of Utica. <laughs> the mayor is calling. What, what is going on? Well, luckily, the DNR uh, backed our request for uh, a huge grant for 10 homes that flooded in, in Utica at the very lowest point so they could be retrofitted. 
all the homeowners we weren't we had no money to give them but the feds did and and that was another time where at least having the connections and knowing the right people paid off big time uh debbie stavino saved for four years our money in the uh united states budget federal budget for the iron bell trail in utica uh, somebody wanted to take it away, a neighboring community, and it wasn't Sterling Heights. And I, I think in the long run, she just stood up for what she knew was a, a tiny little community that was, you know, uh, definitely a linchpin along the Clinton and the trail we were trying to, to finish. So when she kept that $2 million for us, we made it happen. And that was right at the end of my time in office. So we can't say thank you enough to our partners and really, really appreciate Mark's kind words. Oh, very good. Well, thank you so much. So uh, I appreciate your time today, Mark and, and Mayor as well. So Mayor, so you said you're an avid TV watcher. Do you have a, we'll end on a, a, a light note. Do you have a recommendation of what people should be watching right now <laughs> during COVID? Yeah. Crazily, I tend to watch a lot of British murder mysteries. That's one. But my <laughs> other one is The Undoing. I'm kind of addicted oh. to get through that one. But I'm fascinated with the fine acting direction. The camera work is unbelievable. Yes. So, being I have way too, a lot of sleepless nights, you might find my bedroom lit up by my <laughs> iPad in the middle of the night because I'm watching The Undoing. Yeah, the, the undoings with Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant. My wife and I just finished it. It's a, a whodunit murder mystery. It's very, very intense. Um, so, but yeah, uh, the other one I watched that you guys would probably see that you would probably like, Mary, was uh, Queen's Gambit. Did you get to watch oh, that one? I it already. Yeah, that's a good one too. So, very much so. I uh, wants me. I want to learn chess now. Maybe oh, you don't know how to. I don't know how to play. <laughs> Yeah, I would think you would you would come off as a chess player. Mark looks like a chess player to me, too. I bet you Mark plays chess. Well, you know, the show I recommend that is not quite as intellectually stimulating <laughs> is uh, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. If you really oh, want to detach yes. from reality on a Friday, you know, that 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 can help you relax. The right. air is a star. And my husband taped the section where he was at the Florabama down in uh, or, uh, Orange Beach, uh, just down from our condo, 10 miles away. And I said, well, that's one of the dives and drive-ins we like to go to a lot. So I'm glad <laughs> that I got there. Oh, that's great. Well, thank you so much, Mayor. Congratulations again on your award. And Mark, thank you for joining us in this conversation. You really added a lot. I appreciate it very much. Glad to be here. Thank you. And thank you to MML finally and forever for this award and for the wonderful approach you guys have figured out uh, in this pandemic. That's wonderful. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. This has been a production of the Michigan Municipal League. For more information on our programs and services, please visit www.mml.org and join us for the next episode of We Love Where You Live.